This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Welcome to episode 51 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. The Red Sox got swept. How you doing, Joey? I'm doing the worst I've ever done in my entire life, dude. How are you doing? About the same. Yeah. We want to just talk about this series for like three minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, okay. take it away. Uh, that sucked, that sucked, that sucked. Every minute of it sucked. They all sucked for different reasons. Uh, game one, obviously, stuck from the get-go. It was done though. It was over. Like you said the last episode, two innings into the first game of the series, and you think, oh, well, hey, at least there's two more games. <laughs> and then game two, throughout most of it, you're like, come on, they got to do this. Come on. They'll get one. They'll get one here. Come on. Doesn't happen. Game three, you're like, okay, well, they must win this one. This one, I mean, it's sitting right there for you. Bases loaded, no outs, winning runs 90 feet away. Lay down a bunt, pop a sack fly. Let's just get them in and get home, boys. But um bum 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 Play the standells. And instead, a strikeout and a double play leads you into the 10th where you just can't do anything. I uh, I lost a lot of hope. I lost a lot of faith, and by a lot of it, I mean all of it. I think it's done. I think that was it. I think that was the kibosh. That was the cork. You think Put that was it? <laughs> think that was it? Finally, I'm willing to say it. That was it. That was a heartbreaker, dude. That sucks. I can't. I can't say it was a heartbreaker when it's just this is what we expect now. You expected that? Not, not really. But like once it got to bases loaded, and first off. When you get the Reese McGuire triple, which should not be a triple. It should be a double and an error. Mm-hmm. Top thing I've learned this year in baseball, mm-hmm. errors just don't happen anymore. There's no errors. If it's in your glove and you drop it, eh, that's a hit. That you counts. generous this year. Yeah, if, you, if you're rounded second and you're close enough to second, the guy bobbles it. Yeah, it's a triple. You would have been safe anyway, whatever. So that's probably my biggest takeaway from 2022 in general is that errors just don't happen. But Reese McGuire gets a triple in the bottom of the eighth inning, and you're thinking, okay, let's just literally do anything to get him home. Kike pinch runs. It's like Kike's on third. He's going to mm-hmm. score with, like I mentioned, literally anything happening. Mm-hmm. And what what was exactly the uh, the turn of the events? series of events there? I want to I see exactly I how it, was, it went down. I think it was a walk, an intentional walk, a strikeout, a double play. No, eight, eighth inning, eighth inning. Eighth inning, eighth inning. Eighth, eighth inning, inning was Bobby Cade, mm-hmm. which is stunning. That never yeah. happens. Jaron Duran hit by a pitch by uh, who was who was pitching there? You had Adam Simber, who's a uh, submariner. 
Well, sure, they've got a long history together. Yes, of course. Him and Darren. Him and Durant, so he plunked them. I'm always just trying to see who the submarine guy was, but Mm -hmm. Tommy Pham strikes out swinging. He had fouled some pitches off, and then Kays, and then Mm -hmm. Devers hits a grounder to Vladdy, and they don't score there. The ninth inning, I mean, it was, first off, top of the ninth, Matty Barnes, who, for the most part, has been good since he's come back, but that's kind of a classic numbers are deceiving because there's very few outings in general this year and the second half of last year that Barnes has had where it's not like ripped contact right to a guy, so that's yeah. the out. Or on the warning track, or he walks a guy and then a wild pitch and he gets the second. Barnesy is not a fun one to watch by any means, but he gets out of the top of the ninth inning somehow. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the bottom of the ninth. Leadoff uh, single by J.D. Martinez. Xander Bogart's double. Because uh, Verdugo was pinch running for JD, so Verdugo goes to third. Xander on second, and I'm telling you, Joey, these teams don't want your prediction to come true of Christian Arroyo in <laughs> the walk off. They just I was don't so want it to ready, happen. Bro. I was so ready. I mean, it makes like sense why you would walk him there. It took him forever to put the four up. It's like this is the most obvious thing ever. You got no outs. Mm-hmm. Load the bases. Try to get the force out at every base, and they finally put the four up. And uh, Franchi comes up. He strikes out. Strikes swinging. out. Strikes out. Franchi and then did. Kike, after the Franchi K, you're not really thinking Franchi's going to do much there. It's either a walk-off grand slam or a strikeout. Mm-hmm. And Kike comes up. And I think I – I don't know when I said it to you. I think it was right when Franchi was coming up. I'm like, imagine if they don't score here. <laughs> you, what you actually said word for word, I remember it. You said, if they strike out and then ground into a double play, we're going home. <laughs> yeah, that was the line. <laughs> and then went after the double play, I stood there for a second and like was looking down, and I was like, I wonder if Steve actually wants to leave now. <laughs> I wonder if he meant that. The worst is when you have some big proclamation that it's like it's so depressing that you just can't move. <laughs> we're just, we were all just sitting there after the bottom of the night like – I don't know what to do. There were just no words. The park was... I don't even want to say the park was stunned. I think once Franchi struck out and everyone realized, wait a second, double play sends this to extras, I kind of think what people expected to happen happened. And, And that's where we're at right now as Sox fans, where... I mean, I can't think there's any of you that still think the playoffs are an option. You got to get that out of your head at this point. But if anyone was still hanging on... I could see how that one was extra painful. But, yeah, it was It was just – also, it was like a hotter night than expected. So you're kind of you're kind of sitting in it. I don't it, know if that's like at the forefront of people's heads. No, especially I'm just saying – Most I'm, folks watch I'm saying vibes at Fenway where it's like you've already been through enough. You lose the first two games. Mm-hmm. The game took forever oh, tonight. My oh, God. my gosh. I'm glad it, it picked up a little bit and that extras didn't go on longer than they did, bro. Because yeah. it was – it was like on pace to be almost a five-hour game, like excluding extras. You had uh, dude, I'm trying I'm trying inning. to count up the numbers here real quick. You had 28 hits. Uh-huh. You had two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine walks. Mm-hmm. If you didn't get on base tonight, you stink. Like they were just giving out hits and walks tonight. Who didn't get on base? Let's see who did not get on base. Let's play that game. Let's do it. Who did not get Franchi on base? Went 0 for two with two Ks. BGO did not get on base, but he had the game-winning run. Really good slide. I don't know if you know, but mm-hmm. he's Craig BGO's son. Wait, Kevin Biggio? Yep, yep. Whoa, okay. So, yep. wow, check that out. So there's a son of a major leaguer on the Toronto Blue Jays. Absolutely. Wow. 
Absolutely. That's Other cool. people that didn't get on, Plawecki, it doesn't really count. He was in there as a uh, replacement when they pulled McGuire for Kike. He goes 0 for 1, ending the game there with a pop-up. Um, Kike goes 0 for 1 in a, uh, again, filled in as the runner, ends up coming up in the bottom of the ninth, grounds into the double play. So anyone that like really played in this game got on. They were just uh, Tapia, 0 for, 2, 0 for 4 rather. Tapia is the only guy. That didn't get on of, of a starter, so he stinks. Worst hair in the game, dude. Tapia is kind of a weirdo. He he plays a weird game. I don't know as an individual. I'm sure he's just normal, but he plays a weird game. There's been times in like not as much this series. There's times in uh, Toronto where I'm like, he's just kind of playing on cruise control. Like he looks like yeah. he doesn't really even care. But where the Jays are now, I mean, uh, let, let's just just for in cruise control as a team. For like they, they're 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 in there, aren't they? Aren't they pretty cemented? I was gonna say for bleeps and giggles, let's give it a peaky do. I don't understand, man. Well, it's because the Rays are hot. Rays have won mm. six in a row. They're in the top spot for the wild card. Toronto is a half game behind Tampa. Jays are seven and three in their last ten, and the Mariners have the last wild card spot. I honestly think behind? it's. I think it's going to be Mariners are a game behind the Jays. I think wow. these three are going to be the wild card teams. You think the Mariners? Take I, th- I think the spot. Mariners are going to do it. And at this point, I'm rooting for them. I really am. Um, it doesn't feel right that of the four major professional teams or leagues, rather, they have the longest drought. Kind of, you don't even want to like say that anymore. The four major sports, because it's you, you just feel like there's too many sports now. Or you're just going to sound like you're excluding all these other leagues. So I think I'm going to stop saying that. But I don't know. If, I mean, I, th- I what, you think Premier League lacrosse has taken over? No. What would be the fifth sport? What would even be the fifth league? I mean, I, just, last, I, 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 mean, I genuinely, I, I think in nature, when you're saying the four major sports, you're basically just saying the four top men's sports and kind of excluding the, the women's sports. The four most popular leagues. You know what four you're talking about. You no, I know. Oh, trust me, Joey. I'm I'm more on your side than the other side. I'm just saying. I'll I'll probably stop saying it. But I think you I, Steve Buckley it. had he had a uh, love buck mm-hmm. earlier this year. He had some article on like how long will this drought go for Boston sports teams and titles? Mm-hmm. Kind of you know tongue in cheek, right? And I think it was the Boston Pride that like went at him and was like, "We Ooh. just won like three months ago." Because he had the whole like four major. So I I, I think mm-hmm. it's just. To avoid any uh, confrontation, we'll just say <laughs> that the the Mariners haven't made it in a long time. Uh, it's it's been a while since they've made it to the playoffs, but I'm really rooting for them. I am, and the Orioles are a good story. So this is where we're at, dude. We're like, yo, go Mariners, go Orioles. Really rooting for you guys. We'll hope for the best. But what happened tonight is just I saw a stats tweet this out. In the eighth inning, the Red Sox had an 84 percent chance of scoring at least one run. With uh, Kike on third, there they didn't How get many it did done. They score? Zero. Okay, those were zero outs. They got no runs there. Eighty-seven mm. percent chance of scoring. I don't. How is it only eighty-seven? When you got the bases loaded and no with outs, no outs, yeah. I mean, I guess it's just a double play thing. But I, I mm. would have thought that that's like a three percenter. I would have thought it's ninety-seven percent chance you score at least one run when you got bases loaded and no outs. But how many did they score? Uh, zero. So. So both both times? Both times. So they had a guy on third with no outs, mm-hmm. didn't score. Hmm. And then that was in the eighth inning. Right. And then in the ninth inning, bases loaded. So guy on first, second, and third. Yep, all of them. Mm-hmm. But there was nobody on home. Batter like, in the box. Batter in the box, but like none of the Sox players touched home with their feet. 
Hands? Nope. Bat. Wow. And that doesn't count as a run. If you tap so the plate with win? your bat, that's so not a run. how'd they win in the end? No, they lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you're just finding this out now, but they lost. Wait, are you telling me they lost for the eighth time at home against the Blue Jays? Yeah, we, well, we did have a correction on Joey's yeah, stat yeah, that they I were 0 for 8 up. at Fenway. They're 1 and 8 at Fenway against the Blue Jays. The thing Talk I had just seen said 0 and 8 in their last eight. Oh, so they won the so first one? They won the first <laughs> one, and then they've lost eight in a row at home against the Things Jays. Things have just gone downhill since that first game. <laughs> it feels like, I remember saying this last year on uh, the old Section 10, that the Jays. I was scared of the Jays, like, all year, specifically the second half of the year. It's like, that team's coming. That team's coming. They're going to be there. They're going to beat you. They're going to pass you. And they finish, what, one game out? Mm-hmm. And going into this year, I think this is one thing that Sox fans need to remember is that I've heard a lot of the line, and this has maybe come from some people that aren't, like, diehards, um, but follow the team kind of, you know, half-half, classic half-half follow yeah. the team. That have been like, well, isn't this kind of the same team as last year? And they were two wins away from the World Series. I think what a lot of people forget is they were two wins away from missing the playoffs. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. yes, they they won on a run, and the DS was awesome. That Vasquez moment was awesome. Rally Cups was fun, and the ALCS was sick up until Game Four. But I think we kind of immediately just like took out of our brains that it was a grind and a half mm-hmm. just to make the wild card game, just mm-hmm. to make a one game elimination. And if anything, Joey, and I don't want to be like silver lining Steve here, but it's going to be a very chill September for us. It's going to be a very relaxed September. No expectations. I mean, dude, speak for yourself because I just you ready can't for do it. You ready for this playoff push, man? Dude, no. It's just my brain. When you at the beginning of the show, you were like, if you have any kind of playoff hope out there, like you got to get that out of your head. And Joey. my heart went. Steve, no, there's still the numbers say it's not impossible. Steve, it's not impossible, man. All right, what's Fangraph saying now? What do you think they're saying now? One point nine. It's one point eight. <laughs> See, I'm more optimistic than Fangraph. The Red Sox See? have like a one in fifty chance of making the postseason. I think a week ago it was like seventeen percent. So you're saying there's a chance? Yeah, I mean, so a week from now it could be back to seventeen. I do. I always love when, <laughs> when it says win win World Series percentage zero point zero. Like they they really <laughs> no, they make can't. sure they stick it to you. Like they don't even give you the decency of the zero point one. They're like, just so you know, there was literally mm. no chance. Nah, it can't happen the actually this year. They it's won't allow it. Possible. <laughs> I know their elimination numbers like thirty, but <laughs> it's actually impossible. No, they so can't. yeah, this is uh, this is tough. This is tough. This is tough. I know that I'm not going to be able to have a chill September is what I was getting at. I know that it's going to take until really, like... Really, though? Really? Re- I swear to God. It's going to take until like like September 14th against the Yankees. <laughs> okay. I love but, it. You just had that one. Bang. Well, that's that's like the last game I'm coming to at Fenway before I, I'm going on a bachelor You're, party, you're moving right? to Africa. I'm moving to Africa. Yeah. For the winter, of course. <laughs> yes. That's what Joey does every year. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, me and JD go over there and ride elephants and yes, exactly. giraffes and stuff. Can yeah. you ride a giraffe? I don't think so. That sounds like it's an injury waiting to happen. Yeah, they're pretty high. Can up you there. ride? Let me look that up. Can I feel you, like they wouldn't be a fan of it. Can you they, ride a giraffe? 
Well, like, where do you sit? Aren't the backs kind of slooping? I think they got some lumpy backs. Aren't they slooping down? Everyone calls, yeah, giraffes lumpy Look backs. At this guy, <laughs> right? The giraffe. He's just like jumped on, to, like hugging it. Oh, he's hugging it to neck. <gasps> okay, oh, you can, yeah, you, you can, can ride a giraffe. You can oh ride my god, a giraffe. you can totally ride a giraffe. Yeah. She looks like she's going on some kind of tour. They gave her a helmet and a I harness. I don't think it's preferred. Damn. I don't think I'm pretty sure the drafts are like I'd rather not. There's Ryan I Gosling mean, photoshopped <laughs> on a draft. <laughs> I mean, there's no way horses like being ridden either, though. Dude, you know I, mean? I, I feel like no animals years, like being ridden. In my years in New York City, I could not. I felt so bad for the horses. Well, they're not supposed to be in a city. Oh my God! Holy You're cow. in a city in the streets. You got cabs swerving around you, and you're mm. carrying people, and then mm. they just like poop right there. I know. So you're just like kind of trotting with your own poop right behind you. If you brought those horses to like a field, yeah. they would freak out. They'd I be know. like this is so much better, bro. Softer on the feet. They, yeah. Do they horses have feet? No, what is it? Yeah, Ho- they got hooves. They, is it hooves? I think they got hooves or they hooves. Got hooves. <laughs> <laughs> and they got shoes on though. So I mean Do horses have hooves? <laughs> is it hooves or hooves? <laughs> it's a hoof. Right? It's a One hoof? hoof, multiple hooves. Okay. Oh, if oh, plural is hooves. Okay. I think it's hooves. Okay, yeah, um, that would be my guess. Uh, yeah. So yeah, what I'm saying is September 14th is the date <laughs> the, I'm gonna I'm gonna know. But up until that point, I'm still gonna have some hope. But that's the end of a Yankees series. If they take that two gamer from the Yankees, I'm still gonna walk away being like, hey man, I know there's still six back from the wild card, but there's there's still a chance. I don't know. It's like I think it's like ten. I think it's like ten games. Like as long as they're under ten, I'm just gonna feel like there's a shot. And for whatever reason, my heart believes—not for whatever reason—I know the exact reason why—but it believes that the thing I hope for is going to happen. And it's because I grew up when I did, where I did, and every sports team I ever rooted for just did the thing that I wanted to happen. You know what day I'm excited for? October sixth. I am ecstatic for November sixth. That is baseball's done. I, I'm ecstatic really? for no. I'm just saying for the, I'm ecstatic for the reset. I am ecstatic for everyone being zero and zero. I can't wait. I'm so like, especially with the schedule coming out. Yeah, yeah I am yeah. so ready for next season. Like yeah. it is gonna be. I think our drop said that without saying it. What's that? Like the, the oh we exactly exactly short. that was that was like a hey. We're clearly looking towards next year. Mm-hmm. The timing of the schedule drop really was good. It really was. It was like this is the week where it's just all hope is any last hope is fading. Um, I think I had some more fun stats for you. The Red Sox are 05 and 0 in series against the Blue Jays this year. Like you mentioned, one and eight at Fenway against the Jays. Before tonight, this is from Spear. The last time a Red Sox hitter hit into a bases loaded one out inning ending double play in the ninth inning or later of a tie game. If you're keeping track at home, I hope you're caught up on that. April 16th, 2010. Can you guess who that was? 2010? 2010. One of my favorite players that was here for one year. Adrian Beltre. There you go. Beltre. He did it against the Rays. But I don't don't remember Beltre doing anything bad that year, so that must be a lie. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, so obviously tough times. I'd say, like, let's give Alex Cora the month of September off. He's been through enough this year. Mm -hmm. I think he should be able to start the offseason early. Maybe Devers too. Should we just like let, let all these guys? Not Xander, because who knows? This could be the, you know, even. I'm not gonna say it, but nope. I think Devers should be able to get a break. Uh, we let's, we gotta talk Cassis, man. Like, why is he not up here? Why is he not up here? Okay. Yeah, I mean, 
I just don't know. I can't, I can't tell you what my gut says. What do you, what do you gut say? My gut says that you don't want to have them come up here and stink against major leaguers and then try to deal them. That's like unfortunately where my head went is like you don't want to have a tape of him doing poorly against major league pitching. So I, it, it leads me to believe my brain jumps right to that, that means they're trading him. Is that an overreaction? Yes. But it's where I, my head went. I mean, it's not, it's not the dumbest thing. I honestly, it hit me. I was like, oh, okay. You know, your initial reaction is always, oh, well, they, they don't want him to come up here and not be ready and yada, yada, yada. But with but the like season, <laughs> with the season being, you know, basically over, why not? Like, why, why not have and, and this guy's a cocky, you know, this this guy's a cocky mofo. He he is. I remember the first we, we talked to him the day after he was drafted, and he was like, "I can't wait to go to Yankee Stadium and shut everybody up." And I'm like, "What is going on here?" Genuinely thought like we were getting pranked. I'm like, "This this isn't sound right. This can't be the guy." And then we confirm, like, yeah, it was Cassis. I'm like, what? what is this guy's deal? But then you realize, oh, he's just, like, a boss. Like, he's legitimate. I think he's got a 1,000 OPS this month with Worcester, with the Woo Sox. And it's just kind of a head-scratcher. Uh, Cora was saying, from my end, there's been no conversation of him coming up. It hasn't been brought up to me. He's still developing. He was out for three months. Let's be real, Joey. Yeah. If Alex Cora had it his way, Tristan Cassis would absolutely be up here. By I now. think if Alex Cora had his way, this team would be a lot more competitive than it is right now. If Alex Cora had it had it his way, mm-hmm. I think they'd have a lot more players on the team that are good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah. I think that's how it would go. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's pretty clear that they don't that they're worried about him coming up and stinking. And but I wouldn't really be worried only about one that. Thing to to, there's only one thing to think there. There's only one uh, reasonable assumption to jump to, right? It, it, it wouldn't mess up anything other than optics to other teams. Yeah, I, I honestly can't really think of any other reason because let, let's just let's take that out of the equation. The worry of him getting kind of def- you know defeated that he isn't maybe ready for this level. Mm-hmm. Take that out of it because genuinely doesn't seem like a kid. That's going to be super crushed by that A. I think you would honestly be like, all right, this is a, this is a new challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm I have reached like the final boss here. Like I mm-hmm. really want to make sure I can belong. And, and and let's be real with the hype too. I mean, he wants to be a guy that can stay. And there is an obvious position for him to be here mm-hmm. in Boston. It's rare that that happens. It doesn't always happen where you can be ready to come up here or close to ready to come up here, and there is an obvious position waiting for you. But Cassis has that right now, and again, I, I think you got to strip away any idea of like it's going to mess with his psyche or any of that. This kid is—he's built different. He is built different. He's not going to be all like, "Oh, boo-hoo, I'm hitting 150." He's not going to worry about that. He's going to try to come back stronger, better for next year. So I just can't think that that's going to be uh, something that really is the reason why he's not up here. So it really, it genuinely feels like it would be that it doesn't hurt his. His trade value, but I, I just can you can you genuinely believe that it's because he's quote unquote not ready? The only thing that I can really genuinely believe is that they maybe don't want to aggravate that injury any further. You know, yeah, and who he, knows if it's he really did only come back like what, a month ago, not even. That could be the only thing. I don't think it's that he's not ready. I think they think he's 
ready. Like I said, the only other thing I can buy is that maybe they're just like, hey, let's not push his ankle. Like, let's give him, you know, he can play out the rest of the woo season. and woo The woo season. <laughs> boo-hoo socks. <laughs> yeah. And then the woo-hoo socks, not boo-hoo socks. Mm. And then, uh, you know, rest up for the winter. I don't know. I also don't know if I can genuinely believe that they would move him. I don't. Yeah, I that don't doesn't, know. I, I, doesn't. I didn't even. I didn't even think about that until we started recording. I don't think. Who knows? I mean, I'm, this is going to be a wild off season. Let's let's you yeah. know call it as it is. This is obviously going to be on paper. It's it's the craziest off season that they've had in a while for you know guys going out, guys potentially coming in, contracts being renewed, all that stuff. So. Heim, uh, did you hear him ask about Cassis? He gave an all-time non-answer answer. What did he say? I think I did, but what did he say? I just he, heard that he's he's where he should be, right? He said, <laughs> I'm going to mess up this exact quote, but he said something along the lines of like, well, he's in Worcester, and as long as he's in Worcester, then that's where we believe he should be. Yeah. Like, all, all he said was like, he's in Worcester, that's where he is. Time's like good. the question was like, when are you coming? When is he calling him up? And he's like, well, he's in Worcester right now. Well, also yeah, like he's not he's not just gonna like say when he's. Or if they, if they don't like, have, have a you date considered yet. calling him up? And he's like, well, he's in Worcester, so that should answer that, shouldn't it? Yeah, I don't love questions that it's like let's let's you know cut the BS. Of course they've considered it. Like that to think that there's been no discussions about calling up like your most hyped prospect at a position that has sucked for you. Like, come on. Mm. Of course there's been when discussions. At the time, like. You were five games out of a yeah, playoff spot. In of course, early there, August. there have been talks. Of course, there have been talks. Mm-hmm. Let's get over that. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's we got what like thirty-five games left, somewhere around there, thirty-six. Who yeah, who cares? And uh, I would like to see him up. I don't think there's any real downside. I genuinely don't think they would be dealing him. And if that's not the case, then I just don't get why he's not up here. But I did well, see some. Uh, some quotes from Xander. Did you read the Spear piece on Xander by chance? No. Spear has been having a, a first ballot Hall of Fame season. So he talked to Xander Bogats about his swing and his season, and there were just some interesting quotes. There were some but, interesting yes, quotes did, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bogey saying, it's been unbelievable. I feel like I haven't had an A swing this entire year. It's very frustrating when you know what you want to feel, but for whatever reason you can't. At night when you put your head on the pillow, I feel like I did everything I possibly could working on stuff, but just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I feel pretty okay. The messed up part with that is you start changing your mechanics. When you want to swing to where you don't feel any pain or you don't feel much pain, then your swing starts changing. So that last quote there was in response to how he's felt since that Doogie collision a few months ago. And for Bogey to admit he's changed his swing because of it, to avoid being in pain, that's tough. And it really does explain a lot. Like, I, I genuinely think that is a direct correlation to the power being down. I mean, you can't – it's hard to say that's the only reason, but, um, you know, the fact that he hasn't been able to really find his swing and and get to where he wants to be is – kind of adds up to to what he's done so far this, this year. And, you know, kind of surprising amongst all that for, what, 90 – 93% of the season, he's been over 300. So he's still still producing, but the power is obviously way down. Yeah. He says in that interview with Spear that he got cortisone shots in his shoulder and his wrist. Yeah. Right? Doesn't sound fun. No, it doesn't. But he doesn't go into, like, the diagnosis, right? He doesn't go into, say, like, if he had a, a sprain or a break I or, don't believe so. or anything no. like that. No. 
it just sucks that the team is in a position where he couldn't take the time that he needed. I know, know. I know. And and that he that he didn't want to. Yeah. That's well, it. Like he's never gonna he's never gonna want to take time off. Like Xander is the ultimate gamer. He has been for ages. And saw a clip with him talking with TC the other day during the uh, Jimmy Fund Radio telethon, and he had mentioned, you know, it's been it's been a hell of a ride here. And he's not not saying it in he, these aren't exact words, but TC was more like, how much do you appreciate how the fans have been like signed Xander extend Xander blah blah blah. And he's like, it, it means a lot, you know. I, I he's like, I heard some boos early on, but I haven't really heard them, you know, in the last handful of years. And it really goes to show how much not only he's just mattered to this team, but how much he's never really slumped. Like that's why a season like this is a, a eyebrow raiser because you really don't see this. This does not happen with Xander Bogarts. His last three full seasons, he's averaged twenty six homers and a hundred RBIs. And he's on pace for 13 and 62 this year. So you do want to give him a pass, but the timing of it does suck for him, for Sox fans, for everybody. Because now it's got us in this feeling of like, what in the hell is going to happen this offseason? And it doesn't feel great. No. Uh, Do you want some other numbers so we don't have to talk about Xander leaving? Yeah, more numbers uh, after this break, though. More numbers from Jay Capone coming up after this break on episode 51 of Inside the Monster. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply we are back on episode 51 of Inside the Monster. Who are the two dudes that jump out to you? With Danny Bard and Danny, Danny B. Danny B, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And who else? Uh, Julian Tavares. Not BK Kim? 
Um, no. So I, I did think about BK Kim, and I, I did throw around maybe Butch Hobson. Butchie. Yeah. Wait, so I've never understood Byung-Yun Kim, who I mm-hmm. believe for the most part was terrible here. I don't understand why he was BK Kim. Because it's like it's Byung-Yun Kim. Maybe Byun it's like Byung so- Kim Kim. Yeah, it's like Byung-Yun Kim Kim. Byun Kim Kim. No, you're, you're right. I think I, yeah. I was wrong. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> um, Heathcliff Slocum, obviously. Yes, Slocum. Yep, I remember what Heathcliff. A, what a clumsy name! Late nineties, Heathcliff Slocum. It's a mouthful. That that is definitely a lot. It's like you got to gargle his name. Yeah, it's not, Slocum. It's not great. There, no. Wow, fifty one's not great. No, not a, not a whole bunch of. Uh, like I don't even know. Who are some of these guys? Gil Velasquez, Reed Nichols, Charlie Zink. Who is Charlie Zink? <laughs> I know Tavares. Vaguely remember Clay Meredith. This is tough, man. It's number fifty-one is not it. Blaine Boyer, huh? That's the la- the last to wear it. Sheesh. Yeah, that is that is quite a uh, quite a list there. Uh, but we're back on episode fifty-one. Sad times in Red Sox Nation, but Joey's got some numbers. Jay Capone, take it away. Uh, they aren't that exciting. <laughs> um, all right, I got I got two things written down here. First one is, uh, sure, Bobby is hitting 205. Oh, God. But did you know that he strikes out with, with two outs runners on, he's hitting 203? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other one. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was it. Uh, and the other one is really, really stupid. It's not a not a stat at all. When <laughs> when when two factions of the crowd are chanting "Let's go Red Sox, Let's go Blue Jays," my brain kind of takes a step back and I get a little existential. And it really does sound like we're just chanting "Let's go Red Team, Let's go Blue Team," and you really get a sense of what you're doing. You know, yeah. you ever take a step back and you're like, "I'm just yelling at these guys to play ball." Yeah, no, it is a little crazy. I haven't go chanted. Red team. Go I haven't blue chanted team. in a long time. It, it has been <laughs> many years since I've been chanting at the game. Um, I, was, I think I there's the, there's a lot of times with the Let's Go Red Sox thing where it's like two separate chants going on at the same time. Yeah, you got it. You got to sync it up. You got to yeah. sync it up. There's got to be a metronome or something going around. There. Yeah, I mean, uh, amongst that discussion, saw it multiple times tonight with like people trying to. I hate the like. Get up, guys. Stand up, guys. No, no. If I'm not up already, I'm not standing up, and I'm definitely not standing up if this jabroni's telling me to stand up. That's not happening. That, My big thing is I'm not going to stand up if the people behind me haven't stood up. Yeah, I don't want to block, block people. Them. That's true. But oddly enough, I won't stand up until I'm being blocked. That's that's like, fair. I, I want I want someone to stand up in front of me and behind me, and then I'm okay. Okay, fine. Go. I'll go up. Yeah. One fun fact, though. Bobby Dahlbeck's hitting 205, but... With two outs, he's hitting 191. Oh, okay. Uh, actual good Bobby stat. Yeah. Um, at night in night games, two. Get ready for this one. 32. Wow. Runners in scoring position. Oh. Bobby Dahlbeck. What do you think this is? 201. 169. Oh my. That Dude, the amount bad. of times I, it was a game two, game one or game two, where he came up second and third, two outs. It's like. 
let's just just get this thing over with. Like, hey, come what on. What are we doing? One, two, three, strike out. Goodbye. Sucks, dude. I want Bobby to be so good. Ugh. I want Bobby to be. Oh, oh, oh. What? Bobby Dahlbeck, tallest Red Sox shortstop in history. How about that? How about that? More like tall stop. Am I right? I had tweeted about Millar. Yeah. I didn't feel great about it. It was a little mean. I, I, I really like Kevin Millar as a person. Mm-hmm. I think Kevin Millar and what he meant for the Cowboy Up thing, I mean, he's just the best. And you look back at, like, you know, don't let us win today. And uh, if we're going to, yeah, shock the world. Whatever. If they're watching in Japan, we'll shock them, too. Love that line. That was incredible. And I think he's great with my boy Steven Nelson on Intentional Talk. I just – he drives me insane when he's in the booth calling these games, Joey. I think if you were in the booth alongside him, and it was, let's say, not a PG broadcast, yeah. and you told him beforehand, like, I'm just going to go off on you, man. I'm just going to say exactly what I think. I think you two would be a hilarious duo. You guys would be like the the funny man and the straight man kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like the, the odd couple comedy duo. Joey, I want him on this program. And yeah. we're trying to get him on this show, and I believe it will happen. Mm-hmm. I think we got like a definitely down like in a few months. So I, I think off season we might get more. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to be honest. He seems like a guy that he's a straight shooter. I think you can just like tell him, hey, man, like I want to ask him, like, how do you think this is like a classic way to like get around? How do you think? That how went? do you think that season went, Millar? How do you think that season went? <laughs> I kind of want to do that That's so because funny. it's like, you know, I, it just that is that can't be easy. And it can't be easy for OB either, having like five different partners throughout the course of a 162-game season. But it's just, he clearly does no homework, and he's just kind of BSing like the entire broadcast. And the, Kike, do you like, stop, stop saying that, Kevin. It's It was annoying the first time. Stop saying it. He keeps, to, and Kike even said he hates that. He even said. He hates that. You know what I don't get is how like everyone in the Nesson booth still says Kiki. Oh yeah, yeah, like Kiki. everyone. Yeah, it is true. I just like, noticed that now. Just not what his name is. It's yeah. just not. It's short for Enrique. I know. It's Kike. It's how it goes. But there's so many times where I'll be looking at the old the old phone during the game, mm-hmm. and you just kind of have it. You're just listening as it's going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm just you Socks tune, are down eight one. Yeah, Socks are normally down by seven. And you tune back in. You're like, what is Millar talking about? And I, I know a lot of you love him in the booth. And, and this is natural. You're gonna you know have a lot of different opinions about the setup that Nesson has this year, which is a lot of different people in the booth. This is really a lot. You know, I I like Tony Maz in there. I know I feel like I'm on an island with that. Tony Maz in the radio is obviously a completely different guy with all the shtick and everything than I think he is in the booth. He's a very knowledgeable baseball mind, and I think he's been good this year. But you say that, and you get 8 million people. I, was, like, I literally just bit my tongue. I'm like, not the time. Not, <laughs> not the, the time. time. Not the time. No, but it's just Millar is, is – um, I'll be interested to see next year what, what happens. I'll, I'll be interested to see with Eck gone, which just sucks to the nth degree. Five weeks, bro. I know. I know. We really got to push hard to get him on here in this in this time, in yeah. this gap. Yeah. Before he goes to Cali and we never see him again. <laughs> Man, um, dude. I can't – for whatever reason, when I heard that X here till the end of this year, not until like I think tonight did I put together. That's five weeks. I know, like it's that's not no a lot of time. time at all. I was like, oh man, okay, we have one full season of X starting now. 
you know, I don't know. When I heard the end of this year, my brain reset like, oh, well, it's April right now. So wouldn't it have been a lot easier to digest if he was like next year's my last year? It yeah. feels it feels oh, yeah. kind of it feels kind of poopy, Joey. It's that we selfish. found out that we found out with six weeks left. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah. just I'm really just saying it from a selfish yeah. standpoint from our standpoint because yeah, yeah, like yeah. we love Eck, so it's I don't know we don't have a lot of time left with them and it just really really sucks. Like I it really follow sucks. Uh, the Actionary on Twitter, great great follow and I was really glued to their feed today because I was at the game during an Eck broadcast. I gotta just be mm. in the know. I just gotta know what's going on there. Yeah, that's just. This is gonna be a tough off season to go into blind. You know, mm. I think like you looking forward to what would you say November seventh, November sixth, whatever. Yeah, I don't know <clears throat> if you are actually looking forward to that date because I think when that date comes, I think you're gonna have a lot of feelings that. Surely, I'm not really going to miss this for. season if that's what you're trying to imply. No, 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 no. What, what I'm saying is, like, you might be like, oh, phew, finally, we don't have to watch the Sox lose like that for a while. And then you go, wait, okay, that was X last game. Wait, okay, wait, is Xander coming back? Wait, JD's like done. No, no, no. Wait, I, Evaldi? No, the, J, the JD part's yeah. not going to sting. Uh, again, we've talked about JD and we will, as his probably last few games with the Sox, JD did his time here. He was great. And this is kind of a tough way for it to end. But. It, it really come. It really boils down to yes, the Yak news is very sad, mm-hmm. and then the question mark of Xander. That's really what it is, and, and obviously the potential it's, it's of long, Devers getting extended. No, is I know. I, and is, does Rafi get an extension, or is he going to go free agency? Is I'm I'm you know you, can, you get tired of the questions, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk a lot about it obviously in the off season. But I'm just saying, once you're in the off season, things can happen. So I I like mm-hmm. that on November sixth, you know, moving forward there, it's like. Any of those days could be a huge day, good or bad. Because the, the <laughs> rest, and you like that on. Un- no, I'm just saying the rest of these are going to be bad. Like right, at right. least there's the potential for good once you get past <laughs> November sixth. Like these are all bad. These are all. At least gonna... there's a potential for something good to happen <laughs> once the baseball stops. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, I just think it's. I don't know, man. Ugh. We've we've been through a lot in the last few weeks, and. And it is what it is. JBJ made his return uh, with the Blue Jays. Hooray. It is a little weird when you let a guy go and then he comes back and you do the tribute video, but I totally agree with the move. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah, know, yeah. and it's also like the JBJ video is interesting just from the standpoint of like you traded him and then got him back and then cut him and then did a video. It's right. Isn't that kind of nuts? Like the transaction of events there. But, um, yeah. But it made, it totally made sense, and I'm glad they did it. And it obviously reminds you that he will. I don't think we're ever going to see a better fielding center fielder uh, for the Red Sox. I, I think it's pretty safe to say no one's going to be better than JBJ. Mm-hmm. And it, maybe it's just me, but I, I re, it feels like this year more than the other ones, he's been in such cruise control in the outfield. I'm saying that it's as a compliment. Fun. It's like fun it's fun to watch him. As it, but it's been weird with him on the Jays this series because oh, yeah. it's like, oh, that might be. Oh, wait. Is he jogging because it's gone? Oh no, he's jogging because he's got he it. He knows where it is. He knows where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> like it's every single time. So, shout out to Jackie and how smooth he is in the field and for what he meant to the Sox. Obviously, again, we've had the same Jackie discussion as Sox fans for what six, seven years. We all know the bat was. And I don't even think saying inconsistent is fair. It was. It just wasn't that good. Um, even when he gets ALCS MVP, he had two hundred that series. So. 
Jackie meant a lot, though, to that clubhouse, and he is the best fielder I have ever seen in my life. I just hope one thing, dude, and I hope a, we get to see him do that standing on the bullpen wall catch. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. That he's been practicing? Yeah. During BP, uh, he will he like plays right field. He'll like run to the bullpen, get a running start, and jump and stand on the bullpen. And, and try to catch. He came close a few bullpen. times. Almost got and, it. And uh, there was one in a game where he jumped up there, and, I mean, he really wants to do that. And I think that would be so sick. I want him to do it one time. And uh, I don't care if he snags a homer. I mean, he'd have to. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm it's pretty sure if he, the full body is above them. <laughs> it would have to be a home run that he's snagging. I'd be fine yeah. with it. I'd be fine with it. I do want to see it one time. Um, he got a better tribute video than Benny. And a better graphic and a better. Was it? I thought it was around the same. I thought they're, they're both highlights and graphic, you know? The graphic? Yeah. The, I would look at the graphics. The graphics were tough. The graphic for Benny was, was a lot. It said World tough. Series champion, right? It said World Series champion. Yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> that's what makes it a good graphic. <laughs> it had facts on it. My favorite graphics are the ones that are factual. Yeah. <laughs> I did a quote card uh, of you. Yeah. And, and I, had it a, I had a typo in it, and oh, it man. ate me alive. I, yeah. I spelled envisioned with an I instead of an E. Envision, in my defense, envisioned, that's an I. It sounds like an I. Not envisioned, it's envisioned. Yeah, you would say envisioned. So I just deleted it and just acted like it didn't happen. Yeah, that's fine, man. Uh, fun fact, J.D. Martinez has four home runs at Fenway this year. Mm-hmm. Can you guess in 2018 when he hit his fourth home run at Fenway what the date was? Fourth Fenway home run. In eight in twenty eighteen. May twelfth. May second, so not far off. May second well. is when JD hit his fourth Fenway homer. It is now August twenty sixth, and he has four <laughs> homers at Fenway. James Paxton done for the year. It is a grade two tear in his lat. And by golly, that's gonna be interesting. With those options coming up here. <laughs> By golly, is that going to be interesting? <laughs> that is going to be. I don't want to, you know, Man, guess what's going to happen. But all these contract talks with a guy that we've never seen pitch for this team. What a weird one, right? It's going to be so it's weird. It's just a complete guess. It's a complete guess whether he's going to be a good starter for you. Be, you know, worth, what, 13 each? 13 a pop? Yeah, so you you take him on for 226 or... You, if you decline it, he has an option for one six. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> so that's fun. I, no, I'm sorry. You have him for six this year, don't you? What's that? You have him for six this year. Yeah, right? but what, it, wasn't it the decline he gets four? I think it's four. That's exactly. So if he yeah. declines, then he could make ten million with the Red Sox for nothing. He could accept it and then not even try to rehab. You don't even have to do anything. It's a guaranteed contract, yeah. You could accept $10 million to go for a jog. I don't know. 10 mil to just not even throw a pitch for the Sox. That would be crazy. Uh, Danny Jansen. I'm just going through some fun facts here. Yeah. And shout out to uh, Sox Shots on Instagram. It is a phenomenal IG account. I say that to say. It's a brand new account, isn't it? It is a new account, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't know if he told me his name. I just, I'm like, oh, Sock Shots. <laughs> I'm like, what's <laughs> up, dude? So I, I'm, I apologize, Sock Shots. I got to lock down your name, bro. 
But he told me that, gave me a little fun fact, that Danny Jansen, this was before the home run, mm-hmm. that he, I'm just saying he told me before the home run happened, mm-hmm. that Jansen promised this young Blue Jays fan before the game that he was going to hit a home run, which is like gutsy-ass move. Guy has nine on the year. He came to the game hitting like 195. He's like, I'm going deep tonight, kid. I'm hitting one for you. Yeah, on to the monster for you, pal. And he does. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> what was that all about? I remember Sock Shots guy had told me in like the first or second inning, and I'm like, well, that's obviously not going to happen. And we had moved down to some seats close to the field. And the second it went out, I'm like, wait a second, was that Chanson? Like, hold up. And wait, wait, wait. sure enough, he did. And I think he pointed to the kid and – uh, I think they mentioned on the Jays broadcast, and they got the kid the ball. It's like a really cool thing. That was that was awesome. So, and he almost hit another one. Mm-hmm. He almost hit two homers on the night. So, mm-hmm. cool thing, Danny Jansen. I think I'm lastly. That's a, that sounds like the name of a segment. Cool yeah. thing, Danny Jansen. <laughs> yeah, we'll start doing that. I think I'm just gonna start tweeting like random facts during Red Sox games. Not even about like baseball or anything. Just like the oldest. Living turtle stuff like that. A cheetah can carry five times its body weight into a tree. Yeah. So we should just. We should just do stuff like that. A few more points for me, and I'll, I'll toss it over to you. I, I don't have too much else here for episode 51. Uh, back to Sock Shots guy on Instagram. He threw he. So we're trying to think of things to make the next five to six weeks fun. And mm-hmm. he had told me, oh, you ever play the cup game? Cup I was game? like, what's this now? And it sounds awesome. Okay. So you get, you get four humans, right? Mm-hmm. A great spot for it is where we watch a lot of the games in Pav State Street, Pav 4. And we usually watch it for people. Yeah. Yeah. And you got the little standing bar set up or whatever you call that. What would that we'll be? call it a bar. It's a yeah, standing, it's not really a bar. Stand up, standing table. Standing or? table thing, whatever. Hmm. And so what you do is I believe the cup, I believe each person puts three ones or five ones into the cup to start so that there's money in there. I am so excited to play this game. Mm-hmm. So... The cup starts on the left mm-hmm. with the first batter. If that person makes an out, mm-hmm. you have to put a dollar in and slide the cup to your right. The cup is always moving down the line, regardless of what happens. Okay. It's just one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. It just keeps going. But if he gets a single, you take a dollar out. If he gets a double, you take $2 out. Triple, you take $3 out. Home run, you take all the money out. It's all yours. And then you, re- you have to restock. The group restocks the cup. Okay. I think it is an awesome idea. I love it. He love says it. typically each person comes with like 25 ones. So we're not talking crazy cash here. Mm-hmm. And you just keep the cup moving as the game goes along. And if there's a lot of runs, a lot of action, it's a lot of money going around. It just sounds fun. Fast forward to three weeks from now. Me, you, Coop, and Nate all got cigarettes in our mouths and visors on. We're shooting dice and tossing cash in a circle. Security comes over and our like, bodyguard steps in and is like, pay up. We got to pay up front. I'm telling you, cup game. That's We got to get it going. I'm trying to think of as many potential cool things that we can do the rest of the way here. And lastly for me, Joe. Yeah, and, and me. I love this sleeve. Joey and I are wearing these Xander Bogarts <laughs> giveaways that Kevin gave us. Yeah. Shout out to Kev. Shout out. And I got to say, I almost forgot how much I love wearing these. I came here in 2008, summer of 08, and they had a Jacoby Ellsbury sleeve giveaway. Very similar. It had number two on it. Yep. So it was kind of the same thing, honestly. These are leftovers. Yeah, these are Jacoby <laughs> leftovers. And I remember putting it on and being like, 
I totally understand why these guys wear sleeves. Don't you feel like you can just play ball in this thing? I feel like I feel very powerful. I feel like I can throw very hard. Yeah. I can't, but. Mm-hmm. I, I, you feel that way because you can, dude. Dude, this is powerful. awesome. I would, Now we have to be in the media game next year so that we can wear our sleeves. I think we just got to be in, period. Yeah, in general. Yeah, yeah no, we definitely should be in. in there in general. Your favorite giveaway? What's your favorite giveaway? Um, I like the Kike sunglasses. Kike sunglasses are good. Mm-hmm. I liked the bobblehead, the JD in the cart bobblehead. Yes, that, that was, was cool. good. Dude, there was one in the other night. I would have been here if I knew. It was like a Raffi Jedi bobblehead. Yeah, I did see that. Man. If anyone's got one of those, I'll, I'll I'll give you a pizza for it. A pizza? A, f- a large. One topping. Yeah, but the... N- <laughs> I'm negotiating with Joey. It's like, I, I, don't, like I don't have the bobblehead, dude. I don't got it. The thing is, dude, it. one of those is consumable. The other's not. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to wake up the next morning. You're still going to have the... the the yeah, bobblehead, they're not going to have that pizza. Pizzeria anymore. Regina. You got to get them something from the original. Okay. But you got to get them something that like has some stay power. You know? Diet Coke. <laughs> I think, I like, think I you're, think understanding, you're understanding, me, understanding me, brother. <laughs> I don't yeah. think. We're on the same page. <laughs> We're on the same page. Yeah. Okay. Pizza and a Diet Coke. Things that last you forever. Seen, <laughs> you seen that? Uh, no, I'm not going to. I was going to say you've seen that Geico commercial. That's no, where we're no. at now. We're not going to do shout that. Out to, uh, shout out to Kelsey. Kelsey Doherty, she got us a new batch of giveaways to give to you fine folks, the listeners of Inside the Monster. And shout out to Zach, who somehow made a tip your cap where it's due or else you're just a hater. We talked about that on our Red Sox schedule release episode, our short. And Zach, we literally did that yesterday. And Zach today had the shirt done. How do you think that was was It was like 16 hours maybe. From the time Maybe. it came out of my mouth to the time that he's wearing, but like the, the shirt. time that he he probably heard it at like 11 a.m. noon. I'm just guessing. Yeah, uh-huh. and he had the shirt done in like five hours. Like Zach, incredible work. Yeah, I mean he's got to have a t-shirt printer or something in his house. Yeah, but my God, dude, that uh, Nate showed it to me, and I thought it was like a really good Photoshop at first, and then he showed me the second picture where Zach's wearing it. Yeah, I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's that's real. That's nuts. That's very cool. I sat there smiling for a bit. I was like, "That's very that was cool. really that's cool." First time it's happened. Yeah, that's me. that's a cool yeah. thing. That's a cool thing, Joe. I well, I gotta say, we need two of those. We need two of those. If if I'll you have the power, money. yeah, we'll. Pay, I'll give you a pizza. One, two toppings. Two toppings. Actually, no, just cheese. Leave room to negotiate. Yeah, there you go. Just there cheese. You go. There you go. <laughs> We're just, learning. <laughs> just cheese. The Raffi Jedi is worth the least one topping, but. Yeah, shout out to you, Zach. That was really cool, and now we're going to need a couple of those. And that's all I got. You got anything else for 51? Uh, I don't. I do have a closing thought on the other side of uh, the ad, though. I do as well. So we got a quick break here, and after this, we are wrapping up episode 51 with our closing thoughts. We are back. Joey, you want to start it off with closing thoughts? Sure, dude. I had an interaction that brought my nightmares into my reality. Ooh. Okay. How do you feel about the iPad um, cash register system with the tip thing? Oh, my God. The amount of money I've spent this year that I should not have had to, but was, like, guilted into by people that just flip the screen and say, pick one. 
and look just me in the eyes while you at do your it. soul. <laughs> I hate that. So today, I'm trying to grab a dog at mm. Fenway Park. Go to the concession line. It's like five, six people long. And I'm there for over half an inning. Yeah. And it's like the dude at the front's taking his time. Okay. The guy behind the register is taking his time. God bless his soul. He's taking his time. Okay. And it's a self-serve thing where like there's just like a warmer. I grab my dog. Wait in line. The guy in front of me is kind of getting frustrated with the guy because he's like, I asked for a water. He's like, oh, right. Yeah, I'll get it. It takes his time. Whatever. So I'm, I'm a little frustrated. I'm like, buddy, we got to move a little bit quicker here. <laughs> right? Like, come on. You see there's a line. Come on. Yeah, come on. These people want to get back to their seats. These come people on. paid for tickets. Come on. You know, let them. Come on. Come on. So I get up. I'm like, just the dog. And he presses one button, flips the thing. Right? And I'm, I do not hesitate, Steve. I do not do this. I know this is two weeks in a row where I said I, I take care of service workers. And yeah. then I, in the same breath, I'm saying, but this time I didn't. They stink. <laughs> I'm, I'm going for no tip. And I swear, right hand to God, he like tiptoes and looks oh over. Oh, my God. You can't do that. What I'm pressing. He sees me press no tip and looks up and goes, thanks. Oh, my God. And I walked. I wanted to be like. Bro, I grabbed the dog. Yeah. You pressed hot dog, and you flipped the thing for me. Thank. Like, I, I, I was stunned. It's a, my nightmare. It's like them seeing how much you tipped in general, but to see me press no tip. It's like, dude, you got you to gotta never let that happen ever again. Yeah. I have a couple yeah. thoughts. Yeah, 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 yeah. First one, they should never, ever look over the screen and see what you're doing don't do that no. that's a major no-no but secondly um i think the tip thing is more i, I always think this because used to work at be good and we would mm -hmm. split the tips and you didn't really make much there so the tips really mattered and that's how i kind of look at it is like it's for the people you know making the food that are putting the food in there. It's more that it's not necessary for the guy hitting the one button, you know. Steve, I've never pressed no tip before in my life. I want you to know that. This is the first time. It's the first time I've ever pressed. I no don't tip. think I've ever hit no tip either. I don't think so. It was it was one time I was frustrated and I was like, dude, I just gotta I gotta get out of here. I'm not gonna sit here and oh well, fifteen or twenty or twenty five and mm. what is that? I was like, no, 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 no. I grabbed this myself. It took you two point five seconds to press hot dog, flip the thing. <sighs> Thought, dude. It's just my nightmare. It's my nightmare. I feel bad for you. I'm not. I'm not kidding. Because that for someone to look at me hitting no tip is like, come on now. Like that's. Mm -hmm. It would have been part of you. I know would have felt bad for just hitting no tip 100%. and no one noticing. Mm -hmm. So now the person that you gave no tip to looks right at it. But the thanks, the thanks flipped me right back though. <laughs> I was like, thanks, bro. Thanks. You want to talk? Thanks. And then you ended up, yeah, this is the part that Joey didn't mention is that he held up the line for like 20 minutes and be like, thanks, buddy. You want to talk? Thanks. And he just started causing a whole, whole scene. It That's was I got escorted out of Fenway tonight. I know. This yeah, from, you were cuffed up. It was crazy. Yeah, um, County jail. Quick closing thought here. I forgot how much I like Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks is mm. such a good watch. Oh, my goodness. Goodness. Dan Campbell is a nut. The Lions head coach is an absolute lunatic. The type of head coach that doesn't last because he's just mm -hmm. yelling and effing this, effing that. You, you got to believe. I see the vision. You got to see it with me. I swear to God, man, I care so much about you guys, but you got to be better. Like he checks all the boxes of the, the head coach speech, but yeah. like the high school head coach speech. 
not the NFL. Like there are guys making millions and millions. That Hutchinson mm-hmm. kid, mm-hmm. his signing bonus was like fifteen million. So it's mm-hmm. like. I don't know. You can only do so much yelling at these guys before they're like, Just shut up. Like, I, I can't. I don't want to play for this guy anymore. So he is an absolute lunatic. But the show is so good. It's so well done. The narrator's been doing it forever. And they're going to be in season this year with the Cardinals. So that'll be a, that'll be a fun watch as well. Uh, Dan Campbell reminds me of the high school football coach who was like your high school football coach. Mm. And then you go back like eight, nine years later. And you're like, where's Coach Campbell? And people are like, you didn't hear what Coach Campbell did? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, uh, you should sit down. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, he's not around anymore. Yeah. He took Terry McLaughlin's car and drove it into the river. He Wasted dro- with her in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He killed three kids on the <laughs> sidelines. <laughs> Safe to say he's not here anymore. <laughs> he choked them back to back to back. Yeah. So, no, he's not so, here anymore. He's not here anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, he's a nut. This guy's an absolute nut. And, yeah, the show the show is crazy. And that's all I got. That'll do it for episode 51. The Red Sox. How far back? What, what's the update here? Oh, wait. Are the Sox officially behind the 96 Red Sox right now? Yeah, let's let's close with that. Sox are eight games back in the wild card hunt. Be like 96. Right, they are this Red Sox team, 60, 60 and 65. 65. In 1996 through 126 games. Is that math right, Steve? 125. I was hoping to get it right. 125 games. They were 61 and 64. Jeez. This They're behind team is now behind based. the 96 Sox for the first time in a long time. It has been a while. So, hey, next you'll hear from us is a Red Sox Rays series preview. And, folks, we have an awesome episode dropping today. Not just this episode. This episode was a dandy. But we have an interview episode dropping today. It is a bonus show for you guys with the team photographer, Billy Weiss, who is absolutely awesome and incredible and great. And it was a fun interview. Billy is, like I meant, he's just so good at at what he does, at capturing historic moments throughout the last 10 years for the Boston Red Sox. So that was a fun interview. Definitely check that one out. And the next you hear from us, like I mentioned, Red Sox Rays series preview, and then check out the Billy Weiss interview. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. (laughs) 